Hello, welcome to a brand new 7NWA live podcast. Um, and we've got a massive game this weekend. And joining me to chat through, build up to the game, is none other than the very lovely Scott Elliott. Scott, welcome, mate. Good to see you. I um, What a game this is. I mean, I'll just start with the magnitude of this game. As a fan, how, how are you feeling with this game on Sunday? Very, very excited. I've got to be honest. It's uh, it's got to be the um, biggest game Premier League's ever seen, doesn't it? <laughs> wow, that's a bold statement. It's, it's it's got to be up there. I mean, is there a bigger one? Because for me, this this decides it. Sorry, dude. Did you did you? I just lost you there a little bit. You you said oh, um, yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, I was just I was just saying for me this game decides the title. Yeah. If if we lose, I think it's probably just a bridge too far. Um if we win it's it's unbelievable. And if we draw it's obviously still game on. Well let me pick you up on that actually, because I if you if you think about Man City fans, I think about us, I know for a fact the way my brain works, if we lose this game, that's yeah. us finished. Done, right? If Man City lose this game, do you think they'll be thinking it's done? I don't think they'll be thinking it's done, but I think they will know that Liverpool capable winning every game between now and the end of the season. So, I mean, two points. And then a goal difference really comes into the play, doesn't it? Because yeah. if we're two points up, we can afford a draw with decent goal difference. And, uh, you know, that keeps us in the game a little bit. So I yeah. think they'll they'll know that that's a struggle. But also, I think they'll put a lot of their eggs into the Champions League then as well, because that's the one they want, really. Yeah, of course they do. We have um, we are live, so there's people watching. You can comment. Uh, I'm going to mention the comments. We've got a comment in Paul Foster. Just whack him up there. There, there you are, Paul. Um, good luck, Sunday Liverpool. We can do it. Um, I've, I've got to say, I am so nervous about this on Sunday. It's it's almost like um, I just can't see a Liverpool win. Am, am I wrong? Yes, you are. Thank you. Of course we can win. Of course we can win. There's no problems there. You know, the thing that frustrates me is this crowd thing, the fan thing where they've tried to limit Liverpool fans. I think they're just uh, a little bit afraid of the atmosphere that we can create to try and help them out a little bit. But if yeah. you do want a ticket, I'm sure you can turn up on the day and walk into the Man City end. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Just got a call coming in. Um, what I was going to say, well, what I'll do is I'll give, I'll give some context to the game. So unless anyone's had a look and who's particularly nerdy like me um, about City's form and, and, and what they've achieved recently, um, in the last five games, they've had three wins, one loss and one draw. The, the loss was at home to Tottenham in that, that game that we all saw and it was a last-minute winner. They've got a 79% win percent win rate at home. Um, they've got an XG4 at home of 2.64. And they've got an XG against at home of 0.75. They've got 64% clean sheet rate at home. And if anyone's interested in the injuries, they've got Ruben Diaz is out and Cole Palmer's out injured. And Gabriel Jesus is suspended um, the Diaz one's a, a big miss for them, isn't it? Because they've got... I, I noticed Nathan Ake was playing the other day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it is a big miss. He's a, he's a top player, isn't he? But 
you know, let's not let's not worry about them. I mean, let's let's concentrate on ourselves, go and do the business, do what we can do, and and I'm sure we can get a result there. Do you think um, there's anything to fear from playing at the Etihad itself? We haven't got a brilliant record there, have we? No, but look, if we go there, it's, it's the same as a lot of it. That first goal is critical, right? If we can go and go 1-0 up, they're going to have to come out even more than they're doing. I know they play a lot of attacking football, but that leaves them open to that counter-attack where we can be so deadly. And the other thing is we've got so many options, haven't we? Look mm-hmm. at our bench now. Yeah, Diaz coming in superb. You know, we got three to choose from five. Mm-hmm. And and them two coming off the bench at any time frighten the life out of anyone. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think we've got anything to fear. We just go there and play our thing. Play our game. What do you uh, do you, I don't know whether you've watched much of City, but if you were preparing a team to play against City, what would you where do you think they, they're weak? Where, where, where could you exploit some some sort of deficiencies in their their tactics or their team lineup or individual players? Is there anyone that you see in their team as particular weak? I don't think they've necessarily got individuals that are weak, but as a unit, without Diaz, I think they're still open at the back. Now they mm. have a lot of play, don't they? They double up. They have two or three out wide pushing. It's like a six in midfield at times doubling up out wide where they play that little ball inside the fullback and centre back and then square it across goal. Um but we we just got to have a go and we just gotta go out. We've got we got nothing to fear. There's nothing between the sides. We saw that at Anfield. You know, they were they played well but it was, there wasn't a lot in the sides. They got a bit of a lucky deflection, didn't they, from De Bruyne's equaliser. Mm-hmm. But on the day on the day it's, it's it's up for grabs. You know, we've beaten them there in the Champions League. Just an early goal. If we can go out there, they seem to score a lot of early goals, don't we? Don't they? Sorry. And uh, if we can just hold them for 10, 15 minutes and go and do our thing, get a grip of the game. I like that as a theory, that play the game in blocks of 15. You know, um, quieten the crowd in the first 15 minutes. Gary Neville always said that when he when Man United played Liverpool, especially at Anfield, it was all about quieting the crowd in the first 15 minutes then getting a foothold in the game and then imposing your will on the, on the team. And, and, and when he was playing, we weren't particularly that great at those times. Um, I mean, I, I can see if you, if you were, if you were Jurgen Klopp, one thing that is in my mind at the moment is what is he going to do up front? And I've, I've, funnily enough, I've just listened to an Anfield rap uh, podcast while I was having a walk and, uh, Lizzie, I think it was Lizzie Doyle basically said he, she's got a little inkling that Jürgen might go with the traditional lads from the front three. You know, um, and when I say that, I mean Salah, Mane on the left and Bobby, because Bobby can drop in and provide a bit more defensive cover for for the midfield. Is that something that you would agree with or you could certainly see him doing? No, I, I would probably go with that myself. You would, you know, you would yourself? We've been having discussions, you know, even out at Benfica. And, um, yeah, I think them three know how to play against City. And then you've got the added dynamic, Jota and um, Diaz coming on that are very direct. If you need to give them the ball and just let them run at people. But I think but I think Bobby's crucial to how we play against City. I thought he looked fantastic, Bobby, in the last game out. He, his, his touch was there and he was the old, the Bobby of old. He was nicking the ball off people and just linking everything 
everything together. And I, I can certainly see that being a, 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 a put it this way, I wouldn't look at the team sheet and go, oh, they're playing those three. The 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 big the big wild card really is Diaz, isn't he? Um, you know, City have never played against him. He, he looks dangerous every time he plays. He's getting goals. Now, Paul, Paul Dalglish, I chatted to him the other night and he went, for me with Diaz, all right, he looks great and pretty, but it's all about stats and goals and assists. And as he got goals and assists, and I think we're now seeing that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And also, also us bringing him in a little bit early, rather, you know, I mean, January rather than the summer. I think I think that's a good thing. Think what he's going to be like next year when he's had this yeah. six months to really sell. He's only going one way, isn't he? And he, he looks a terrific signing. Mm. Very his, good. His willingness to... Um, it's not just his skill, though. It's his willingness to work. Like, the amount of times I saw against Benfica, and you have seen it because you were there, he loses the ball. He's like an animal trying to get it back. You know, and that's... It, it, I mean, there's been a lot of Suarez comparisons. That's the main one for me. Is 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 his tenacity and his aggression in winning the ball back, um, where I see the comparison. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. His work rate's phenomenal. Um, but added to that, he's, he's he's got the skill. There was one against Benfica. It was the other end from Liverpool fans where he, he squared it across goal. And I didn't say how close it was, but and then the Mane goal. You know, it'd be easy to try and chest that down and have a shot. He's just headed it back across for a tap-in. So he's also got that brilliant awareness about him. I just I, I just think he's such an exciting player going forward. Really, really looking forward to seeing him over the next few years develop. And he, he's got the potential to be a top, top player for Liverpool. So we, we've we've established that you, that front three, you go with the traditional front three for this game. Midfield, are you, are you seeing past... Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson, yeah? Not for me, no. Um, you know, it's got to be them three. This is, this is such a big game and you need that experience and you, you've just got a mixture of everything in there. And look, City keep the ball so well, don't they? Um, and I think you need that experience to know when to press, when not to press. And then when we've got the ball, you know, them players can do their thing. They've got all the experience in the world and I think that's what we need for this game starting off at least in it it's an interesting one for me actually because I'm not sure I'm probably wrong here but I'm not sure Thiago's played for us against City he might, he might well have done but it'd be interesting with those three in there can we actually dominate City a bit more than we you know normally City have got 70% possession with most teams that they play against but with those three in there will that give us more of a foothold in the game especially if we can get Thiago on the ball Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, th- I think the difference is when you've got Thiago in there, you can keep possession as well a little bit better. And City, City again, have more possession than us. They do with every team they play. But when we've got the ball, I think he's calm enough just to just to take control and take the sting out of it at times. And he's also got the vision to open them up at any moment. So, yeah, I think, I think Thiago is critical to, to us getting a result, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, Dave, LFC Chaps, who's a friend of the show. Hello, Dave. He's always a great lad, absolutely brilliant lad. He's always uh, he's always there trying to help out, and he's got a channel himself if you want to check it out. Huge one this weekend. It is, I mean, it, can you see at the back us going anywhere other than the, what you'd say there was the, the established back four, Trent, Matip? Um, you can't see, see him doing a Canate diddle somewhere about with regards to 
trying to having a bit more pace. It, it's just going to be Robbo, Van Dyke, and and Matip and Trent, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's really about the pace. I mean, it is out wide with Raheem, but I think it'll be Matip if he's fit, um, and I would expect him to start. Albeit, I love Kanate as well. Yeah, I think he's a he's he's going to be sensational in a couple of years. Um, one of the one of the things that I was going to ask you about was um, Van Dyke. His form this season has been low key at the beginning of the season. I think there was a lot of chat of him. He was feeling his way through. People were going, oh, "Was he as good?" And there, there were people picking videos up, going, "He hasn't got the pace." And it was it was nonsense. Let's be honest; it was absolutely nonsense. His form. This side of New Year has been exceptional, hasn't it? Yeah, he's, he's back to his very best, isn't he? He just seems to have... Um, and I thought the first start of the, half of the season, people criticise, you know, um, the odd mistake which is going to happen. But I think since Christmas, he's just gone up another level. He's just stepped up gears and he just looks to his very, very best. He's it, just imperious, isn't he, at the back? I thought it was interesting. He did an interview the other day where he was a bit irked that people haven't been talking about how good he's been. <laughs> As if he needs that. Well, obviously, it just does. It's annoying him a little bit. But um, yeah, he, I mean, we love him. He's he's absolutely fantastic. Norman, who always comes on. Norman, great to see you again, mate. Thanks for commenting. Has basically said Tiago's someone who can help us keep a bit more possession, which is is spot on. With that's what we. Um, we thought rather than City dominate the ball. And I'm wondering whether there is a chance that the possession side might actually be a huge factor in this. If it's a bit more even than they're used to, that might put them off the game a little bit. It might cause them some problems that they're not used to. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm searching for positives anywhere I can get them. Um, it just shows my nervousness, I suppose. Um, Dave, LFC Chats. Interested to see who we have up front, Diaz, Mo and Mane, for him. Um, you know, I think, Scott, that's that's a, a, what a lot of people would probably like. It's the one that seems to be most exciting. Not not least because Mane's gone up front and done a great job for us, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has. And he's got the pace to get in behind as well, isn't yeah. he? He gives you a different option. And that's, you know, with that front five, you can play any three or five, can't you? You could argue about, you know, Jota We're up not there. not even mentioned Jota. Yeah. Well, Jota's great in the air, isn't he? He's direct. Um, you know, they all bring something different. So mm. I think there's some really good combinations there. I mean, that, that, that's, um, and it just digressing a little bit, Paul and I, Paul Daglish and I had a chat the other day and he did this presentation about Jurgen Klopp. If you haven't seen it, Go and have a little look because he's he designed the presentation based on uh, what do we call it? Jurgen Klopp from Doubters to Believers. He designed the presentation based on chats that he'd had with people like Ian Eyre and people in the recruitment team and people like John Actaber, people who know Jurgen Klopp and how he works. And it's fascinating some of the stories that he came out with. But one of the things came out was the recruitment, um, the way they're looking at players, and they've made very very few mistakes. But Diaz and Jota are just standouts for me that, I mean, no one was really after Jota and yet we've turned him into the second highest goal scorer in the Premier League, only behind Mo Salah. Diaz, obviously Tottenham wanted him, but, and I made the comment, 
and you might agree with this, Scott, is that a few years ago when Jurgen came up, we were shopping in the shop that Tottenham shop in and that Wolves shop in and that um, Dortmund, I suppose, I mean, Dortmund's uh, transfer recruitment is, 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 is actually quite good. Now we're in a level above those teams, I would say. And if there's anyone that they're looking at that we want, we just take them. Whereas in the past we had... Chelsea steal um, William off us. I think Chelsea stole Mo Salah's off us back in the day. And, and I think that shows the progression that Liverpool's made in every aspect of the of the club, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, really, because you look back, I mean, a lot of it for me comes down. I mean, it's a great team behind the scenes working, but a lot comes down to the manager. Yeah, when you look at when Rafa was there, the players he brought in, you could argue we were still in that bracket. And yet, you know, he brought in Mascherano, Torres, Alonso. You know, these players do come to Liverpool by, you know, being being Liverpool such a huge club. So I don't think we were ever in that Spurs and Wolves category for buying players. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, but I we are. When Jürgen came in, though, I think we were. I think mm. we were. Possibly, I'm not so sure. And and with someone like Jurgen, with a great respect, to someone like Brendan Rodgers, if you give him hundred million pounds spent, yes, people want to play for Liverpool. Do you want to play for Brendan Rodgers? But well, well, we saw we saw the effects of that. We that summer that we lost Suarez. He, he signed Balotelli, Barry, uh, no, hang on, Balotelli, uh, Ricky Lambert. Um, Dejan Lovren, I think, might have been that season. Um, Lalana, would that have been another one? And then um, Emre Chan. Yeah. yeah. They, but when, they, look, when he had money, they were the ones that you got. If you've got two clubs that are pretty even and one's got Jurgen Klopp and one's got a Brendan Rodgers or Roy Hodgson or something like that, I know what one I'll be signing for. Yeah, People yeah, want yeah. to come to Liverpool because of Jurgen right in the pool. I mean, there wouldn't be a player in world football that doesn't want to play for Jurgen. It's unbelievable what they're doing, Pep, the team. Everyone, you know, you speak to them. And when I've spoke to him, I want to run for a brick wall for him. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's, yeah. he's, he's just one of them guys that you'll do anything for. He's just such yeah. a top, top lad. Can, and I, all. can, can I ask you what, um, obviously when Harvey signed for Liverpool, you 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 chatted to Jurgen before he signed. What was it about that meeting that just reassured you or made you feel like this is the only choice? We we don't go anywhere else. Um, well, Jurgen's honesty. He was very straight talking. You know, there wasn't no there wasn't no promises. There was nothing apart from honesty and and. You know, Jürgen's, you know, it's the, the thing that got us was basically, you know, he said, I'll open the doors whether you want to run through it. Mm. And and that's all you want as a player. You want you want an opportunity if the opportunity's there. But you have to, as a, as a young player growing up through the academy football, if you go back to when you're seven or eight, or and this is for any any kid in academy football now with a parent, you need to be somewhere where there's going to be a pathway and an opportunity. Whether you take that or not, it's your responsibility and down to you. And there's no excuses, you know, but you've got to have that opportunity. And you haven't given us that opportunity to say, well, look, I'll give you a chance. Do you want to take it? And we, we believed in Harvey's ability to, 
to take that opportunity when it came. Is he? I mean, does I'm guessing Harvey speaks very well of him. Um, is there little chats that he has with him during training, and and does he? You know, is there little bits of, or well, not only coaching but a human side to Jurgen when you when they're in and around Kirby? Yeah, look, they all they all talk, don't they? I'm sure he talks to Jurgen Pep. Um, Vitor Vitor is very very good, and the players. You know, people like Hendo, Millie, they're they're all there to support him and the rest of the team, Mo. So I think if he ever wants a chat, there's always someone to talk to. And and the guys are very honest, all the players and, and the management team, they're all very straight and, and very honest. So, you know, that's, that's all you can ask for is that support. You say, you say that as if the other clubs, it's not like that. Uh, I don't think, mm, from my experience, it, it's not, no. Okay, that's interesting. Um, just going to go to some comments, Scott, because we proper digressed there. <laughs> we were talking about Man City and ended up going all around the house. Um, little little comment, Storm Storm Thomas. I like that name. That's quality. Uh, love your content. Greetings from Mongolia. Wow, we are very international. Uh, thanks for your comment, Storm. Um, thanks for supporting the channel, Norman. Norman's brilliant. He always comes on. Um, although Firmino can hold the ball up and link up well, which would be ideal if we were under pressure. And that's a good point. You know, going back to that point that I made earlier where you're looking at it and thinking, well, City normally dominate teams with possession. If we can reduce that stat for them, that that they're not playing their normal game. And I think Firmino might be a good shout. Interesting that you agreed with Lizzie Doyle that Firmino would be a, a, a great shout to start the game. I've got to put this up. I don't know whether you've seen it, but um, Norman said that, I hope Scott doesn't mind me saying, but Harvey, alongside his undoubted talent, has a football brain beyond his years. So what do you think about that, Scott? That's very kind. Look, he's got a long way to go. He's um, still learning his trade as such. Just got to keep your feet on the ground. Just keep working hard and remain humble. Um, you know, he loves the club. He loves the fans. But also, you know, He's, he's got to do it, right? He's got to perform to get back in the side. It's like that thing you say, the door's open, he has to walk through it at the end of the day, doesn't he? Um, just to wrap the City thing up, we I think we've pretty much picked the team, haven't we? Um, well, you have. <laughs> no, but we've been through <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. We've been through it and we've picked a team. We think, well, we picked what we think Jürgen will go with, but there obviously is some options. Um, just before we move on to Fabio Carvalho, because I want to ask you about that, because you know Fabio, um, what do you think is going to happen? Give me your prediction for the game. Actually, give me your. Tell me what your heart tells you, and tell me what your head tells you. <laughs> You're not on the line. No one's going to hold you to it. Obviously, two-one Liverpool brain, two-one Liverpool heart. <laughs> I love it, Scott. Yes. You heard Love it first it. here, people. <laughs> I'm having that. Three points, top of the league. Let's go, Reds. Oh, God, that will be incredible. That would be incredible. Jesus. Um, so, last night it broke from um, Fabio Romano, Scott, that uh, Fabio Carvalho will agree a deal at the end of the season. It's something that we knew was in the background. I'd spoken to quite a few journalists, David Lynch, Paul Joyce, uh, Neil Jones, they all felt that something would happen by the end of the season. And, and now we've got the uh, the information. 
obviously you know Fabio from um, Harvey's time at Fulham. What can you tell us about what he's like, what sort of player he is, um, and what we're getting basically? Yeah, no, he's a he's a top top lad, um, really really good lad. Um, in terms of player wise, he's he's technically good. He's a good link player. He's 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 a good, he's a great signing, isn't he? You know, if we're talking about eight million pound in today's market, you know, for someone who's twenty in August, I believe. So, yeah, I think I think he's twenty in August. So um, yeah, eight million quid for a potential talent like that is is nothing in today's market. Great signing, really technically lovely, pleasing on the ball. He, um, as far as I mean, I don't follow Fulham obviously, but as far as I'm, I'm aware, he plays in more of a, uh, like a ten role for them. Is that right? Yeah, he's always even in the academy. He played, but he played a ten role all the time, pretty much. Even for yeah, three or four years, I've seen him for England or Harvey's played him for England and um, Fulham. So he's more of a ten, yeah. But Liverpool don't play with a ten. So he yeah. might adjust that to an eight as such. You would think he'd, he'd an eight. Is he left or right footed or just is he both? Right footed, but he'd probably play on. He generally plays slightly left, I would imagine. And the left of a, of a three, basically, we, we would play there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, what what sort of kid is he? Is he you know, is he a hard worker and? Yeah, he, he he works hard. He's he's a very humble, ground grounded boy. Um, he works hard. It's exciting, right? You, yeah. you think you know, and it's not to wish tomorrow away as such, but you thinking it. Yeah, I'm thinking in two or three years' time. You know, some top top talents coming through, and and he'll just add to that quality. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I think, I don't know, I've mentioned it to you, but I've got this little hope that Jurgen's getting these players in. So you've got Harvey, you've got Curtis, you've got now got Fabio Cavallio, you've got um, the lad up front who, whose name escapes me, who plays on the right. What's his name? We got him from Derby, Cade Gordon. These lads are all coming through. Trent's still young. We've got Canate. I'm just, I've just got this little hope that Jurgen goes. You know what? I've got another team to build here. I'll sign another contract till 2028. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. I think we should just give him a year out. Just take a year out. Let Pep take the reins. Just go on all day for a year and then come back. Yeah, there's a more you could deal job done. If if that could happen, that would be uh, amazing. I don't know whether logistically it's possible because if Pep went through a bad time, he'd have to. There'd always be the clamour to bring him back. Um, it would well, be, uh, be our best signing, right? Yeah, oh, totally. It would be, be our greatest signing. <laughs> totally. Um, Norman, just a, a couple more comments. I think Norman's just come on. We've got the Polish lad, Matyowski. Matyowski. He's he um he was a big deal in the summer, but has he been injured or something? You don't hear as much of him. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think he, I think he has been injured, but he's he's very pleasing on the eye as well. He's a good footballer. He's very skillful, isn't he? Just before I let you go, um, and it's been brilliant to talk to you again. It's been too long. Um, how's Harvey doing? He's uh, he had a game. They they got him to play in the under twenty under twenty threes the other day, and um, he had a little run out. Is he is he? How's he reacting to the injury and coming back and all that sort of stuff? 
Yeah, yeah, he's getting there. I mean, the thing that he wasn't in the squad last week, so he wanted to just get some minutes under his belt, really. So he just asked the gaffer if he could um, just have a run out and, you know, it's better than sitting around doing nothing. He just, he just, he just wants to play football. And, um, yeah, he, he was really keen. So he, he just wanted 45 minutes run out against Chelsea that went, went pretty well. Um, just blow the cobwebs away just in case he's um, called up. He wants to be ready. Yeah, that's fair enough. Is that the sort of thing that's seen favourably, you know, with the management teams? Someone saying, "Look, I'm not in the squad. Can I play?" Or would they would they see that as 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 the right thing to do? Or would they think? Um, I don't know. You'd have to ask them, really. Right, but right. Look, ultimately, Harvey hasn't had many minutes since he's come back from the injury, and he just wants to play football. He needs to play. Every young player needs to play to develop. So, you know, in his mind, he'd rather have 45 minutes, you know, than sit around doing nothing. It makes sense. It makes sense. Well, mate, thank you very much for your time. It's been lovely okay. chatting to you as ever. Um, if you've watched it and if you've commented, thanks for your comments. Really appreciate it. Um, thanks for supporting the channel. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button and hit the bell for notifications so that you know that whenever we're going live or we've released the video, you, you get an email. Um, and don't forget, if you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, just make sure you follow us. And um, thanks very much, Scott. You gentlemen, as ever, really Pleasure. appreciate it. Top man. Up the Reds, Sunday. Up the Reds. Come on. Come on, Redman. <laughs>